Luke 22, 40. It says, this speaking by Jesus in the garden, it says, and he came to the place, he said to you, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them, his disciples, and by the same stroke, and he knelt down and prayed. And he said, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him, strengthening him. From, an angel from heaven appeared to him, I'm sorry, strengthening him, and he began to be in agony. He prayed more earnestly that his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had found, had came to his disciples and had found them sleeping for sorrow, he said, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, or watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. What I want to talk to you about this morning is being, is being as a believer, once you're born again, is being born to die. You know, Jesus, we're just like Jesus, and the way to live truly free from addiction, and to way to live free from all types of slavery, and to truly only serve Christ is to live a life that all you pursue is Christ. In other words, he that seeks to save his life will lose it, right? But he that loses his life for my sake will save it. Addiction and all other types, forms of addiction are found in our a result and a fruit of living life in the flesh. But when a man lives sold out for God, he can walk free completely from all addiction. When you follow Jesus and you pursue God and you live life for the kingdom, you can live totally free. So many times I find myself in that place of where there's a battle going on between, I mean, none of y'all ever go through this, but sometimes where I know something's God's will, but boy, I have a hard time doing it or getting by with it or getting through with it or saying yes to it. And then the description in Isaiah says, if you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be destroyed. You will, all of you were created, you will serve something. Man is born with a desire to serve and worship something. It's just up to you what you want it to be. And I'm just, I'm, I say that in love because it's the truth. And I believe, to me, sharing truth is me sharing love with you. Because I love truth. I want to know the truth so I can make the right decision. And a lot of times when we start living for us and we become self-seeking, that's how we ended up in bondage. And look, of all, all the types of addiction, and if anything, our culture is more addicted than any culture I've been in, and I've been through a bunch. Addicted. We have a culture that preaches a crossless Jesus, where being a Christian is just something you do on Sunday morning, but it's not a lifelong commitment. That's not teaching nor preaching that goes with the Word of God. God says... Come, take up a cross, deny yourself and follow me. And it's all through all the Gospels and many, many times over and over. The places where Jesus had the greatest crowd, that's what he preached. Come, follow me. Come, pick up a cross, follow me. In other words, he's offering you everything, but it will cost you everything. But he is worth it. Oh, man, he's, he's heaven's beauty. And all it costs you is a daily decision to follow him, right? The disciples followed Jesus. Every day Jesus got up. Sometimes he stayed in towns. Sometimes he got up and went somewhere else. And they followed him wherever he went. And they had to make a decision every single day of their life. Am I going to go home because some of them have families and some of them have businesses? Am I going to go back home or am I going to keep following the way to freedom and following Christ? And it's a daily decision, men, in our lives. If you want to live and walk in true freedom, you have to follow Jesus every day of your life. That's the only thing that keeps me from being addicted in my life. The only time I ended up back on drugs in 20 years of being a Christian and being in ministry 20 years was the time when I began to live for me. 
And, and you, you'll never be more miserable than to have tasted the good word of God and the power of the world to come, the heavenly gift, the power of the Spirit of God, and then live for you, because now you know there is better. Before, I didn't know Christ. I didn't know there was better. <laughs> uh, sometimes dog goes back to vomit, right? It's just because of the nature of the beast. And sometimes we all take a trip back. If you want to live free, man, all you got to do is follow Jesus. It's that simple. Make a decision every day to watch and pray so you don't enter temptation. I'm tempted like everybody else sometimes. They're not necessarily always with drugs, but I'm tempted to live for me. And the, the, real, the real battle was won in that garden, not on that cross. And in the natural, it was carried out. But he died in the garden. Yes. See, a real soldier dies before the battle ever starts. So he can live and fight free. You can't kill a man who's not afraid. But the only way we can live from fear is to live a laid down life of love. The real message of the cross, the real message of the gospel is come and serve others at your expense and love others when it costs you something. That's what Jesus did. And the Bible says up here that we're to walk in these same steps. So our life has to be about whatever my master asks me. There's one place in the scripture. And in Greek it says this. Why do you say to me, slave master, slave master, and not do the things which I say? In other words, once you give your life to Christ, give him life fully to him or don't. But once you give your life fully to him, you no longer call the shots. You have no choice. The slave has no choices. But out of love, he lets you keep yours because he wants you to choose to follow but the fact is, ultimately, I have no choices. I have a choice. Listen, I have a choice, but I really don't. Because I know what it's like to be Jonah. I know what it's like to go on the boat and also to go on the fish. Either way, I ended up in Nineveh where I belong. You can. It just depends on how you want to smell and how you want to travel. But if God's calling your name, God's calling you to lay down everything and to follow Him, and it's all through the Bible if you read it. Yeah. So you're left with a choice. How bad you want it to be, or how easy and freeing do you want it to be? You, mean, you can't kill a man that's not afraid. And fear is another thing that's rooted in the flesh. Yeah. I just want to be free indeed. The way to be free is to be his. Yeah. I don't have to have a title. I don't have to have a lot of money. I just want to be his and be full of the joy of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And walk in victory. Yeah. Listen, the Christian life is not a life free from battles. It's a life free from defeat. <laughs> it's not a life free from battles. It's a life free from being defeated. And if you walk in Christ and you put on Christ Jesus and imitate those who through faith and patience inherit promises, you will be a free man, a testimony to the living God. God's writing a story about your life right now, whether you know it or not. And heaven's going to heaven's reading it, and all the world can read it. You people can read you without even saying anything. My brothers, the first step you've taken to take up a cross and to say, you know, it ain't about me wanting to be comfortable. It's about me following the only real comfort there is, and that's the comforter, Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes the way into the arms of the comforting presence of the Father comes through uncomfortable means. 
Oh, come on now. I know ain't nobody going to preach that on TV to you. Amen. Ain't nobody going to preach it and take them an offer to fight the marriage. That's the gospel. Yeah. But you get Jesus. Amen. You get everything you can't have. And the truth is, I'm going to be serving something. Amen. And I tell you what, drugs and addiction of all types is a cruel master. Yeah. But Jesus is a loving, freeing master. Yeah. And he's deserving of my best. That's all he wants, my best. Yeah. We're not perfect. He's not asking you, Grace, you know, you do your best. Grace covers the rest, but grace is not a license to live for me. Come on. Grace helps me not live for me and live for Christ. Hey, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be found at the feet of Jesus. He is all there is. I, I'm only 41. But I was the worst of the worst. Done things that I'd never want to be on public video because the statute of limitations doesn't run out. But the fact of the matter is, one day love changed my life. All I did was try Jesus. So I'm going to invite you to do something. Taste and see how good God is. And though your life may be rough right now, I'm telling you, friend, it's going to be a lot better from here. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in him. As long as you trust in the Lord and you drink of the Spirit of God and you follow Christ to the best of your ability, you'll never be in chains again another day in your life. Amen. Those days are over. You're called to be a free man. Yeah. And with a choice as a free man to serve Christ. Amen. Truthfully, he who is free is really Christ's slave. <laughs> so he who is bound is really, in other words, if you live outside of a prison cell, if you get thrown in prison for the gospel, you're limited. The gospel's not you are. But the truth of the matter is, the only way we can truly live free is to be a servant to Christ. And Jesus is always going to want you to love and serve other people. You know, liberty was always given to us as Christians so that we might love one another, so that we might serve one another. Liberty was never given for us to use it as an occasion for the flesh. Right? Circumcision, true spiritual circumcision, is the cutting away of the carnal man. Right? We are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have absolutely no confidence in the flesh. Hey, I'll tell you something. We think we can do it all until something does us. And then we find out we're, I tell you what, when you would tell you, you never feel sick to your body. We think we're invincible. So your body starts malfunctioning, or you don't have enough money to get gas, or you start dealing with things, and you realize I'm, Jamie's not as invincible as he thinks. God offers you a gracing, loving hand and says, hey, just want to help you, just want to be your friend. Will you be my friend? You get to be his, you know, God wants someone to talk to. I don't know if people understand that, but he really does want to talk. Sometimes he woke me up at night, you know, it'd be two or three in the morning. I have never slept past two o'clock for three nights. And sometimes he'd wake me up and say, son, let's talk. God, please, I'm just going to sleep 20 more minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm already going to get up and pray at three and not leave my house till six. Just you, Come on, let's get up and pray. And then I realized, you know, okay, so God's waiting to talk to me. The least I can do is get my butt off the couch and get some coffee and go spend time with the Lord. But oftentimes, all of us have that carnal battle. And addiction is just one of the signs of living life for you. Living life self-seeking, self-pleasing. We live in a culture, a Christian culture that does not... It's time to carry a cross in a culture that lives crossless. And I'm talking about the Christian culture. People tell you everything about it. The majority of a lot of the gospel you hear mainstream now is mixed with humanism. 
It is about you, but once you accept Christ, now it's about Jesus. And then when it becomes about Jesus, it becomes about others. And loving your brother and helping your brother. I mean, Angela was talking, I said, no, if anything you do offends your brother, you've offended Christ. We do all that we can not to offend people. But now when it comes to the preaching of the gospel, that's offense that's going to come regardless. Yeah. Hey, and I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be you're going to be talked about by somebody. Might as well be talked about by standing with Christ, because you're always going to be on the winning side of that. Yes. Yeah. Haters are always going to be there. Found another one this weekend. Hated me because I wasn't part of the nomination. What nomination was Jesus? Anyhow, there are always people out there who are going to criticize Jesus what the part of the nomination. Big truth. Free man. A son who earned obedience by the things which he suffered. I can tell you what doesn't work. And addiction is just one of those many things in my book. I don't, I don't write a book, but if I did, it would be called What Not to Do. This is stupid. Because I do know what not to do, and I know what don't work, and I'm learning what works. But I will tell you one thing. I'm still learning after 20 years to take up a cross and to be here. If you give everything you are to him, you get everything he is. He's that brother. I mean, you'll never, ever, ever, ever be thirsty, be hungry, be discontented. Jesus said that his meat or his food was to do the will of him that sent him and to finish his work. Well, what does meat do? Being in other countries where they don't eat meat all the time, they tell you, meat gives you sustainment. It keeps you from being hungry longer than just eating beans and rice like I have several days in Africa at a time, just eating beans and rice. And I'm going to tell you, you get hungry all the time, right? But when you eat meat, it sustains you and it helps carry you and it nourishes you. You want to live, live serving the will of God for your life. That's free, man. There's nothing makes me feel better than being on here, on the other side of the world, wherever I'm supposed to be in the kingdom. And that feeling that I'm doing everything I was created to do and everything that's in the will of God, now he much feels better than that than getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Or refilled with the Holy Ghost. Or refilled with the love of God. You want to be satisfied? Look, our culture is not content. Everybody's always wants more, more, more. And you know what the stupidity of it and the deception is they think if they give more, that's going to make them happy. And they've been doing it for 10 years and they're more miserable now than ever. Drugs do you the same way. People can be addicted to shopping. People can be addicted to pornography. You can be addicted to overeating. Anything you run to is a false refuge before you run to Jesus as an idol. I'm telling you, you know, if you look in the Bible, I'm good. If you look in the Bible, you know, the Corinthian church had the most problems of all. You know, it was also the most wealthy of the churches. Because it was a port town. And money, you know, anytime you have a port town, there's always constant interchange of fish and buying and selling and things like that. And it had more problems than anywhere in the world. And I'm going to tell you, our culture has problems. Now listen, other cultures have them. They're just different. But we have so many options. In other countries, you don't have that. I want to, let me just give you a perspective. I was in a meeting preaching in Uganda somewhere in 2012 or something like that. I can't remember. I've been on so many trips, but when I was there, this, this woman gets up and tells her pastor, and of course they're speaking Swahili, and it's mixed with another dialect, and I'm just confused. So I didn't know what she said, but anyway, pastor said, I'm going to let her speak for two seconds before I introduce her. And I said, that's fine. Whatever God wants to do. But the woman got up, she said, oh, I just want to praise God today and thank the Lord because God sent me a missionary, and I ate a meal today for the first time in three days. And she has been to church all three days, hungry. Bro, you don't ever, ever have to go hungry. I met another woman, another part of the bush, uh, 
little Kit McCauley, she had the Gospel of John only. No other part of the Bible. Read it every day of her life. Loved it, but never had anything more than just the Gospel of John. And when she did get to read other parts of the Bible, they'd have to go to church and bring the part they had, and they would trade it out for another chapter of the Bible. They divided the Bible up so the whole church could take turns reading it. And I have them sitting with excess around my house. You're blessed, brothers. You're a free man. Some of you were free this year for Christmas for the first time maybe in your whole life. And I remember my first Christmas being free from drugs. And then when I came back to the Lord and got reset free from being addicted again after 20 years, I'm telling you, even the Christmas lights look prettier. Everything, you know, you can do life addicted, but it's like wearing sunglasses. It it does block out some of the pain you're in. You know, because a lot of people get an addiction because they're in pain emotionally, physically. But the fact of the matter is it blocks out all the beauty too. You don't see the color of the flowers, you know, because your, your mind is just not, not there. So life is more intense for you right now, but it's also going to be more beautiful than it's ever been. Jesus is the beauty of all eternity living in men. And I find myself in that battle being pulled because see, the Holy Ghost and my spirit are one in me. And I have carnal flesh on the outside and my soul is in the middle. And so constantly I feel pulled one way or the other. And some of the greatest battles I've ever fought have not been against demons. It's been against Jamie. Knowing that Jamie will screw this up and I've got to follow Jesus. If it kills me, I've got to. I've, I've got to. I've got to keep going the way that he's going. Because that's the only way that there offers any type of freedom and life and peace. And I'm not saying God takes your choices, but see, after 20 years, I realized I don't have any choices. Yes, Lord, what do you want? Just tell me, help me cooperate and be obedient to you. Because I'm happier that way anyway. And I'm happier following Jesus. I'm happier serving God. I told one of my little girls, my wife has been seven days, some of you friends with us on Facebook, but she been for seven days in West Virginia, some of the poorest area in the United States, delivering like 700 presents to people. And anyway, my little girl, I, I stayed at home and kept the children. I had ministry to do here. And uh, Angela went, and uh, me and Angela spent sometimes on the opposite side of the world for months at a time. But uh, we have grace to do that in our marriage. But my little girl cried when she left. You know, the little baby. And she's six now, Charity. Oh, she feels so much deep emotion and love, and, and she just cried with mama. It just tore me up. Second time, you know, the one that stays at home, I stayed at home when Angela went to India. We take turns, and I want to serve too so that she can become who God's called her to be. Because then that's somebody else establishing and promoting and pushing the kingdom forward into dark places. But last night she got home, you know, and Charity was just my little one. She's just all over. She missed her mama, you know. She, she told me, said, Daddy, I'm so glad Mama's home. I don't ever want her to leave again to, to do anything in the ministry. And I said, baby, I said, you have a better mommy if mommy's doing things in the ministry. I said, you do. It will cost you a little bit. And it costs us as parents a lot because I miss my kids. They cry sometimes when I have to go places, you know, and do things. And it breaks my heart. But the fact is, I'm going to be a better dad following Jesus than I am the drug, drugs. Because yeah. I am addiction. Or that I am following my own will. Yeah. <laughs> Let the will of the Lord run full course in your life. Just follow Jesus one step at a time, one day at a time. And as I've heard it put by a really, really good minister one time, one moment at a time, if that's all you can handle. Because sometimes you just have to take it minute by minute and day by day. And I tell you, we get too worried about tomorrow. We just live the fullness of today out with Christ. And live today. Y'all guys are free, so rejoice. You're free. 
Man, money can't buy what you got, and money can't buy what you can have if you'll give your life to it. You can have it all. And a family. And a restored life. God restore and heal your life, your marriage, everything, your family, all that stuff's possible. As long as you put your life in the hands of God because everything He touches turns out beautiful and is made brand new with you. Hear that part of us as guys that... I'm a female. I can't. I, I have. I have no mechanical skills, but I still like the idea of fixing stuff. It just never gets fixed. Which goes to tell you again, Jamie don't need to be fixing. You need Jesus to fix your car. Get somebody that knows how to work on it. They love Jesus to fix your car. But anyway, there's a part of a man that wants to to fix things, and that is the nature that we are given by the Father. It's just we have to let Him fix things in us, and let Him mold us and. Form us, and you know what this Christian life is really? It's a life of person. It's an endurance race, a race of perseverance against different types of uh, pressures, different types of things pushing against us. And I will tell you that there is there are mountains in this life, and there is tribulation, and there is storms. But the fact of the matter, the answer is always the same. Just keep following Jesus. You're eventually going to come out of it. It's eventually going to be over. But what God does is use it to build endurance. I tried to explain to you, my wife told me about football, and I don't watch it anymore because it makes me violent from years back. It just said, I there's nothing wrong with it. It just ain't good for Jamie. But I was telling her, I said, you know, we was talking about running the race from Medusa. I said, you know, they took, I play big time football, and they, they tell me, you know, put on a running back a parachute. And when he's running, it gives him resistance against the wind, which would increase his ability to endure and his ability to build strength in his legs and speed because he was running against resistance. But now in the game, you know, parachute, you hand that guy the ball and he'll run you over. And see, God is preparing us. Sometimes we face resistance. Sometimes God ups the bar on the bench press and doesn't ask my permission. <laughs> it's funny, but it ain't, but he don't. He just says, we can do this together. You know, God is not only the best personal trainer, but he'll get down on the bench and push it with you. But he wants you to know he's the one that does the pushing. We just get down there and believe it can be done. Only believe you'll see the glory of God. You're not born to live blind and on drugs and live a destroyed life. You're born to live an abundant life. An abundant life that can only be found in God. And I have taken every type of drug there is, God. And I have done a lot of really bad stuff. And the fact of the matter is the only thing that ever made me feel alive is Jesus. And I I need Jesus. I need it worse than I need to breathe. I need it worse than I need my bills paid. I need it worse than anything. I need Christ. Because without Him, I am nothing. And truthfully, without Him, I can do nothing. I can be deceived and think I'm doing something. But in reality, if God's not in it, you ain't doing nothing but just going in circles. You don't take another lap around the wilderness, right? <laughs> now y'all ever take another lap. Sometimes I take another lap around the wilderness because you know what I... Yeah, but sometimes I know when I'm being tested on stuff. And truth is, sometimes with God, I don't pass them all. I shoot to, but sometimes I struggle in myself so long that I don't. The Lord, I always repent to God, I'm sorry. You know, I, I wanted to do the right thing, but just at the last minute, I just failed. And I'm sorry I felt this way or thought about killing somebody or whatever, you know. I apologize. It's not, I don't want to be like this, you know. The Lord always tells me, well, son, that's okay. You'll get a chance to take test again. <laughs> but I mean, it's in love, but he's like, you know, you get retakes. You get to redo it. And I'm like, but how much of a circle am I about to take? Because I want to keep moving forward. Okay. Hey, guys, watch. Watch the, the spirit of disobedience in this season. And also, it's a spirit of unbelief that causes you to depart from the ways of God. Okay. And be, a, be aware of that. That's coming against your life right now. 
and try to get you to walk out of here, try to get you to leave here, try to tell you that you can do more good for your family there than you can here, and that's not true at all. I wish I had a place like this. I mean, I had God, but I still didn't even have a human to, to talk to other than my wife when I was coming off of drugs, and it was hard. But man, it's hard. Without God, I don't know it's possible. Without using other drugs to compensate, you know, I'm talking about just coming off of heroin and coming off of drugs. Some people walk off of it. I, the first time I, the first time I got delivered from drugs at 20 years old, when I got when I got born again, it just left. Never was sick. Never had a side effect. Never felt anything. I, as that left bipolar, depression, all these demons ran out of me. And I was free. But when I backslid on God 10 years ago, and I had to take another lap, and I saw that time getting off of it was a whole lot harder. <laughs> but God's hand was there. You have each other, God. You have people here, and I know they're not perfect that work here, but they still love y'all. And, and you know, I love you guys. I'd, I'd be here every week if I could. Just because I know what you're going to be, you just keep moving forward. Just keep following Jesus. Just keep picking up the cross. Just keep living your life for whatever He wants. And I promise you, what's in His hands is better than what we're going to hold in ours. Sometimes you got to make a trade. Sometimes you got to trade Jesus, you know, ashes for beauty, right? You've got to trade in your mourning. You know, mourning can come from your life being so destroyed that it grieves your soul. I've been there. I've done it. But you got to trade in that for the oil of joy. I love the joy of the Lord. Man, it empowers me to do what's not possible otherwise. It's my strength. And I want to say that this needs to be a culture in America of people who are dependent on God, not independent. Independent is the way of the flesh. You're going to depend on some drugs as a dependency. Depend on Jesus. He'll never ever look. He'll take you higher than you've ever been and never let you down. Pretty good, ain't it, for no white boy in here? I try, you know what's funny is I try to sing or I try to make, you know, laugh or make a joke. Everybody laughs at me, knows because they know I'm trying and I ain't no good at either one of them. I'll be honest with you guys, I ain't good at nothing else. That's all I know how to do. I don't have a whole lot to offer, but if God can. Her Catherine Kuhlman said this one time, she said, I told Jesus, if Jesus could use nothing, Jesus hears nothing. And I don't know if you know who she is, but she was a great. One of the greatest women, I think, evangelists in 1900, moved in healing and different things. And what was so beautiful about her ministry was every person that worked in, in her ministry, not one person ever said anything bad about her. They said she was the most joyful, best person to work for, best minister. Many of them had left other ministries and worked for her. Never one bad report. But I listened to her say this. I let, I let Brian borrow it because it just tears. She was talking in a meeting about how she knew the place where Catherine Kuhlman died. She said, I know what street I was on. I know what day it was. That I said yes to Jesus and no to Catherine. And that ended the story. And I thought, man, there has to be a day in the lives of all men. Sometimes I have to do it every day where I say yes to Jesus and no to me. And I'm going to tell you something. There's so many deceptions out nowadays, even in church, that deceive you to believe you can do it without God. How many times you hear people that this and this? And it's okay to have people who are motivational speakers, but motivational speaking has no power. Only the Spirit of God gives you freedom and transforms you from the inside out. Even Jacob wrestled with God. Jacob was what? Heel snatcher. The bottom of the curtain pole, the bottom of the room. He wrestled with God one night and never did it again. Because he limped after that. But the fact of the matter, sometimes I feel like I'm wrestling with me. And what God wants and what Jamie wants and what Jamie wants to do 
and call it God. Oh, that's a preacher being honest with you. Come on, man. Now, due to my own ability, give God the glory. That, no, uh, that don't work. I still work in the flesh. You know what happens when you birth works in the flesh? They become a battle for the rest of your life. Look at Ishmael. Abraham had one weak moment. Now, God did not, I'm going to tell you something. God did not fail to be faithful to everything he told you. So if you have birthed Ishmael, I birthed a few. God's not going to not give you Isaac. You're just going to have issues with Ishmael. But you're not going to not get the promise because God can't lie. And look, if you run away from God for 10 years, he will do everything to bring you back and restore you better than you were because he's good and everything he does is good. Even when life is bad and you're grieving and you don't understand why everything's falling apart, God is good. Yeah. You can put your hands and your life in his hands and he'll mold you and make you so beautiful. You may feel like a lump of clay right now. You may feel like your life's spinning in circles and you may feel like you're in the hottest fire you've ever been in. But that's okay as long as his hand is on you. He's got you. And he's got that out there. Life will go on. But my brothers, what you can do for your family is to be faithful, to be free, and to learn to be a follower and remain free. That's the greatest thing you can do. God wants to trade you today. Will you trade your life for his? You know, God draws you into things. And after about 10 years of being a Christian, you're like, you know, God's starting to say that about me now. And then you get about another five years and God says, and you begin to realize that that life is all about Jesus and other people. Loving my neighbor, serving my neighbor. And I'm going to tell you something, God, I ain't good at it. I have to really have God's help and really try. I'm good at leading. I'm good at talking a lot. But as far as being good at following, I really have to have help with that. And, and more than that, being a servant. Serving other people. But I'm going to tell you something. The greatest joy I had was staying home when my wife went and served God. We had done things in the ministry. It, it was a joy to me. You think in the car, my carnal mind goes, man, this is going to suck. I'm going to be stuck here with three dogs, two girls that talk nonstop, and I can't, can't hear television, can't hear God when they're in the house sometimes. I thought, man, this is, what did I do? It was the best, most joyful thing I've ever done. Because it wasn't about me. And it was what God asked me to do. The best place you can be is where God wants you to be. The safest place a man can be is in the hands of God where God wants him to be. The most dangerous place to be is where you're not supposed to be. 